This is Learn From Others, where we interview a cross-section of successful individuals so you can learn from their experiences, achievements, and even their mistakes. We ask four questions that will educate and inspire. Greg Stanley will be your guide as we join our guests on a journey from adolescent daydreaming to success in today's world. Join us on this adventure as we learn from others together. Welcome to Learn From Others, where we help others succeed by sharing success. I'm very excited to introduce our special guest, Crystal Rose. Crystal, how are you doing today? I'm doing great. How are you? I'm doing great as well. Well, before we find out what you're actually doing today, if you would, could you tell me, what did you want to be when you grew up? Well, <laughs> I, I actually had two things. I either wanted to be a lawyer or an actress. Very oh. Okay, so a lawyer or an actress. Now, I can see the actress taking shape and doing plays or as a little kid kind of doing stuff for your family. Is that how, is that how it kind of came to be? Yeah, I actually did. I was too scared to try out for any play or any musical, but I always felt that I should get the lead role anyhow. <laughs> <laughs> and if I did a group tryout and I didn't get the lead role, I was so confused and just mad about it not realizing that, no, you just need to do the solo or you need to get up there and, right. and do it. So that didn't, that didn't come until my teenage years where I finally just let it go and did it. And I, the lawyer came from, I don't know, I just thought I, I just thought it sounded really cool and interesting and paid well. Did you watch any TV shows like LA Law or, actually that's really old. Did you watch any lawyer <laughs> TV shows or anything? I didn't. I don't even know where that came from. I was just, I want to be a lawyer. Okay. All right. So a lawyer or an actress. Well, if you would, tell us, what do you do today? I am actually an entrepreneur. I own a clothing store for women with athletic bodies. Okay. Well, that's great. Well, that's a long (laughs) jump from being an actress or a lawyer. Can you tell me, how did you get there? Like, what was your process or your career path to where now you have your own store? Kind of crazy. Uh, I went to a boarding school that was very different from most schools. So when I got out, I just was over going to school. So I just got a job waitressing. I waitressed for years and then finally ended up in a promotional modeling job for uh, the brand Jack Daniels, which I fell in love with, not so much going around and hawking alcohol, but <laughs> right, right. <laughs> that was fun. But also, I just got so intrigued about the whole consumer brand experience. And I just thought it was awesome how I could walk around and, and people really felt like I was an extension of the brand and they really felt that experience. And so I wanted to learn more. And I ended up going back to school for marketing and took, I took a lot of different jobs in the marketing world and market research and pharmaceutical sales. And so I just kind of like went and navigated this whole process, eventually wanting to own my own promotional marketing company which I did, I started in 2012. And then about 10 months later, my business partners dumped me. Oh, no. (laughs) They were my first client and my business partner. And apparently, they decided to move in a different direction. Totally dumped me. I had no other clients. And about a month later, I met these women with an online women's magazine. So I became partners in that business while trying to grow my marketing company. So I was kind of straddling two businesses at the same time. I was not so much in love with the marketing, but I did pretty well with it. And I was totally in love with this idea of women empowerment with the magazine and writing, but it didn't make any money. So eventually, uh, (laughs) 
2015, I had the whole, what do I want to be when I grow up, uh, talk with myself in my 30s, and decided with this whole idea for my store came about when I had gotten into the fitness world. I went into a dressing room to try on clothes. I had gift cards, so it was basically $300 worth of free clothes, essentially. And I left without a thing because nothing fit my new, uh, more muscular body. And so I just felt like I couldn't be the only one with that problem. And so I decided to launch a brand for women in the fitness world with athletic builds, uh, where they could find clothes that would fit their bodies. And so that is what I did. I started that about three to four years ago, and I'm doing that now. Wow, that's an amazing journey. And the reason that I reached out to you is because your title was Head Unicorn, which I inadvertently thought was a recruiter, but instead you're the head unicorn for your clothing store, correct? Yes. <laughs> now, why? how did you come up with that name? I love it. I just, I'm not a huge fan of the stuffy titles. I think, you know, when you're a CEO of, of one or two. I have one employee right now and it just sounds a little much to be like, I'm the CEO of Rebellia. <laughs> right, right. <laughs> and yes, I'm the owner, but I just wanted something a little bit more fun. Plus I wear a million hats. Uh, the girl who works for me wears a zillion hats. She's a unicorn. So we kind of have this unicorn stable. <laughs> right. And unicorns are very popular right now, for sure. So that's yeah. really cool. Now, what is your typical work week like? I imagine it's very hectic. You mentioned you put on a lot of different hats. What kind of things are you doing that our students could learn from? Yeah. So really, every day is kind of different. Uh, there are some things that are similar where, you know, we have new arrivals launch every single week. So I have to, if I'm not ahead, then I have to take pictures of myself in the product every week. We list them on the website, get them all ready to launch, um, and I have a private Facebook group where I post the previews of them so the girls can get excited on what they want to buy that week. Uh, I also do all of our graphic design, so if I need to make a new banner for the site or change anything, then that's on me. We do a lot of packing and shipping, which I don't do personally anymore. My employee does. I have to meet with people who... <laughs> who uh, can promote us. So it really just kind of changes from day to day. A lot of the times I'm really just sitting here and legging at my computer, just pounding through emails and marketing things and running ads and stuff. So nothing like super duper exciting. But <laughs> Well, that's a real world view of what you do. Now, how do yeah. you stay ahead of the trends? I mean, it sounds like you're in a very niche market there. How do you, how do you find the right stuff for your stores and for your consumers? So at first, I was looking at wholesalers online and just kind of viewing what they what they showed and that it was okay but it wasn't working really well for us because I need to touch and feel everything because I have a very specific customer which is myself in a sense so I actually go to LA a couple times a year and meet with vendors and wholesalers and shop the showrooms and then I also go to Vegas um where the magic, it's a big apparel industry, like basically showcase. So I go there a couple times a year. There's um, a market in Atlanta as well. So I kind of just hit up all the markets, which are basically like a big mall, but for retailers and, and people like me. Okay. Yeah. So you're able to see what's coming from some of the wholesalers and some of the trends they're seeing and figure out which yeah. ones would fit best for your consumer. Yeah. Okay. Well, that's awesome. Now, what is the name of your store again? It's Rebellia. Rebellia. And you're outside of Charlotte, correct? Yeah. 
Okay, awesome. As a reminder, you can check out all previous episodes at learnfromothers.org. And if you're an educator or a student, you can search for podcasts by career cluster. So to ensure this podcast continues to grow, please subscribe and share to your friends, family, and coworkers. So Crystal, we learned what you wanted to be when you grew up, which was an actress or a lawyer, and then what you actually do today, which is an entrepreneur with your own store. Looking back on everything, what would you do differently? Oh, gosh. (laughs) 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 Well, I think that one of the, the things that I would definitely do differently is I would get distracted with relationships. And I think there are some times where you're in a relationship with someone and then there's also an opportunity presented to you and you might take the relationship over the opportunity. And I really wish I could go back sometimes and choose the opportunity. (laughs) Right. Uh, Just because I missed out on some really cool stuff for something else that wasn't permanent. And I guess now that I'm older, I realize that you never should have to choose between the two. If it's a relationship that's going to work, then you can always make the opportunity work within that relationship. Oh, that's great advice for sure. Wow. Um, Well, now let's talk to our students that are in school or about to come out to school or want to figure out what they want to do for a living. What advice would you give them if they want to do what you do to be an entrepreneur or a store owner What kind of advice would you give them? So I see this a lot. We do have a lot of interns, and I see this with kids that are fresh out of school. I think they have this idea that they're going to come out of school and just get this, like, incredible job, career, you know, or I see on the other side, there are no good jobs. I'm never going to make any money. I'll never get out of debt, blah, blah, blah. And really, I think what is lost is just putting your head down and working. I worked so hard in a lot of, a lot of different roles and roles that like weren't going to be my my future necessarily but I learned so much just by putting my head down and always being the first one to show up the first one to take the the shift the first one to make the sacrifice there were times where I'd get up at five o'clock in the morning for a job and I wouldn't leave until midnight and just do it again and again day after day but I was always the person that was looked at when there came a promotion or another opportunity within the organization. And my work ethic is absolutely ironclad. I will outwork anybody. (laughs) And I think that is something that you need, not only if you want to start your own business, but if you want to succeed in any organization, it's just having an ironclad work ethic. And I don't see a lot of that. I think a lot of young, I hate saying young people, it makes me feel so old, but (laughs) I see a lot of young people just thinking they should just show up and and that, you know, they should just get whatever it is that they want just for showing up. You're not going to get anything just for showing up. You have to work. But the good news is, is when you work really, really hard and you go above and beyond, you're kind of alone there because not a lot of other people are willing to do it. So it's really not hard to separate yourself from the rest of the pack. Yeah, that's great advice. It is something I'm seeing as well. Just put in the time because it's going to pay off eventually. You got to put in the hard work to get to where you want to go. It isn't handed to you like it's portrayed on so many different forms nowadays. Right. (laughs) Wow, that's amazing. Well, are there any current projects you're working on that you would like to share? Oh my goodness. So I am actually, I just got the federal exemption letter for a nonprofit that I am starting. So I'm in the midst of it. came way sooner than I thought. <laughs> I'm in the midst of that. Um, it's actually to help people 
uh, with their mental health issues because I just feel like there is a lot a lack of education for people who love people who suffer um, from mental health issues, but also a lack of support and understanding for those people as well. So that's coming up. I am launching a podcast myself here soon in the process of that. And I'm coming out with a book, hopefully by January, it should be out. And it's based on self-love. It's called, I Won't Tell You to Take a Bubble Bath. (laughs) 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 It's essentially how to find cultivate uh, self-love within yourself so you can accomplish everything you dreamed of. That's awesome. That's really great. Well, and what we'll do is for our listeners, if you subscribe to our newsletter, which only comes out about every six weeks, I'll have updates such as crystals when it's appropriate. So you'll be able to click a link and buy your book or listen to your podcast or check out the nonprofit. So a lot of exciting stuff you have going on there. Thank you. That's great. We like to keep it, we like to keep it exciting. Over here. <laughs> <laughs> keep it moving. Keep it exciting. Well, speaking yeah. of which, you just took us on your career journey. And as with most journeys, success largely depends on reliable transportation. And we don't know each other, but I'm a huge car enthusiast. So for my benefit, could you tell me, what was your first car? It was a 99 Mercury Cougar. <laughs> oh, okay. 99. Now, is it four-door or two-door? It was a two-door. It was it was pretty speedy for for what it was and it was like a it was built like a tank (laughs) right well that's good that's a great for our first car so well that's cool well what's your dream car if you have one uh an audi r8 oh nice very specific yeah yeah i like that awesome someday (laughs) yeah that's a great car well one great perk to some jobs is a company car so if i had all the money in the world i'd love to buy you a cool company car based on your job and so i went strictly with unicorn (laughs) so there's a lot of cool cars that are unicorns out there meaning there's only one or very few and the one i picked for you is a 1967 Shelby Mustang GT500. Have you ever heard of this car? I have not, but I'm looking well, it up right now. <laughs> yeah, check it out. Look it up. It's what it's the one of the prettiest, most high-performance Shelby Mustangs ever made. 67 was a great year, and, and the reason I picked that year is because they had one convertible made. So yours would be the convertible version. There was only one oh. ever made. And uh, so it's truly the unicorn of muscle cars. So 1967 Shelby GT500 convertible is the cool company car I would get for it. Did you pull it up? Yes, that's cool. Awesome. (laughs) (laughs) Well, cool. Well, thank you so much for taking us on your journey today. What's the best way our listeners can learn about more about you and your business? Well, you can find me on Instagram, Axel Rose. It's X-T-A-L-R-O-S-E, and very soon I am launching crystalrose.com, and my name is spelled C-H-R-Y-S-T-I-L-R-O-S-E. Awesome. Well, thank you so much for taking us on your career journey today, Crystal. Thanks, Greg. It's been great. Thank you for listening to Learn From Others, where we help others succeed by sharing success. Where will our next adventure take us? Subscribe to find out. If you know of someone who has a cool career story or occupation, contact Greg through Instagram at Greg Stanley LFO. That's G-R-E-G-S-T-A-N-L-E-Y-L-F-O. And we will see you soon as we learn from others together.